welcome to What a Scream, the horror movie podcast where I, your host, Grain, chats with a special guest every week about horror films. And in particular, me and my special guest chat about a random subject or topic that I've previously chosen, and then we discuss two films that have to do with that subject or topic. So this week is... Um, it is week three of Irish Month here at What a Scream. Um, it is the week after Paddy's Day. We had a glorious four-day weekend. Um, and so this week is a deep dive into a film franchise. Um, it is not an Irish film. However, it is somewhat Irish-centric. And I just feel that... It needed to be done. Um, the film franchise in question is the Leprechaun horror movie series, uh, beginning with the very first Leprechaun in 1992. Um, it's a horror comedy slasher series um, that centers on a psychotic leprechaun um, looking for his pot of gold. Um Yes, I mean, the only person I could get on to discuss this with me, it'd have to be Ruby Noir. Who else would sacrifice their sanity for, in the name of horror film watching? Um, yes, we watched the Leprechaun, well, some of the Leprechaun film series, so you wouldn't have to. Um, we chat a lot about the comedy horror elements as well as possible appropriation of Irish culture and beliefs. Um, so yes, um, <laughs> please enjoy this episode on the Leprechaun series. I would like to welcome back to the podcast and I couldn't have Irish Month without them coming on. And doing the most ridiculous subject we could ever do. <laughs> it is Ruby Noir. How are you? Top of the evening to you. Um, <laughs> good, thank you. You hate me, don't you? Um, <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it. I knew you were going to do it. Of course. It was either that or I want me gold. <laughs> Where's me gold? Where's... Give me the coins. I'm the leprechaun. Um, <laughs> so bad. Sorry, we're, so, we're already um, I know. Um, I'm well, thank you. I'm good. I've been enjoying our extra long bank holiday that the Irish mm. government gave to us as a gift for the stress of the last two years. Right, yeah. And they decided to give it to us around Paddy's Day to uh, just make sure that we can all get nicely pickled and not have to be in work the next day. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. Which gave us a four-day a four weekend nationally and then... Next year, it's going to be St. Bridget's Day. It's going to be the new holiday. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we both really didn't get up to much on St. Patrick's Day. We uh, no. we watched the films for this episode. We did. Um, <laughs> so we might as well just get it out there. We decided to do the Leprechaun series. Yeah, for um, our sins. I, I would like to point out the fact as well, so we were discussing this at the end of the last time we were recording. Mm -hmm. And uh, you were like, oh, let's do Leprechaun, the Leprechaun movies. And I was like, all of them? And you were like, how many are there? And I was and way more than you thought there were. There were so many. 
Um, I was just, there's space ones, there's in the hood ones, in the hood sequels, mm-hmm. origins. Yeah. It's just, um, they, they just keep coming for some reason and I don't appreciate it. I, and I think we have Warwick Davis to blame for that one. Yeah, I mean, Warwick Davis uh, did basically say he did it for the paycheck. Yeah. He is on record as saying that uh, a hefty increase in pay convinced him to continue coming back, which <laughs> you can't blame a man for it, you know? No, he really can't. And he took, apparently he took the gig initially because um, he, his career was kind of faltering after Willow mm-hmm. um, and he pushed it. <laughs> Heavy scarecrows here. Apologies. He pushed it in the more comedic direction. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I know comedy is subjective, but oh. <laughs> so before we get onto the movies, just in case anybody doesn't know, what is your understanding of a leprechaun? Do you know what? That's an interesting question because. I've never really thought about it that closely other than a weird thing that Americans seem to think is legit. Um, I suppose I assume, I've always just assumed that leprechauns were a sort of cuteization of of fairies, of the fae folk, Uh the wee people, which is definitely something like fairy hills and fairy rings and all that is very much part of Irish folklore and folklore folklore, um, and local superstition. Um, but like you never heard of like you'd hear about like you can't be going into a fairy ring or you can't go up uh, like you know on a fairy hill or certain times of day or night or whatever but you never really heard about leprechauns as a kid yeah so I always just assumed they were sort of like a commercialized version of that yeah um yeah I always assumed they were American kind of part like American uh based and then I'd heard that they're not actually um, Irish, that they actually come from like Eastern Europe. But then when you read a lot into like the Irish folklore, they're like a solitary fairy folk um, who are shoemakers and like to covet gold. Um, and But then there's other stories where they were actually sea dwellers and they used to like drag people to the sea to kill them. Oh, so um, they were almost like kind of like not sexy sirens, yeah. or like a will of the wisp, maybe you know something yeah. like that. They like yeah, so, lure people to their deaths. Yeah, so apparently the king of Ulster fell asleep on the beach, and he woke to find himself being dragged into the sea by three uh, lucrepon, which is apparently mm. the old Irish, um, and then he captures his abductors, who grant him three wishes in exchange for relief. Um. So, yeah, there seems to be a lot of, like, debate over where they come from. But, mm. yes, it has been very much appropriated by the Americans. I have a cousin of mine did, like, a J1 years ago. And apparently uh, one of the people that she was staying with, one of the Americans, asked if leprechauns were real. I've heard that before. And it doesn't like, help that we've got, like, a museum of leprechauns in Dublin. No, which I do really want to go to. I'm not going to lie. Because apparently it's not, like, a museum full of leprechauns. It's a museum to make you feel like a leprechaun. So everything's giant. <laughs> and I love feeling dainty. <laughs> yeah, I just... I I was always brought up just, like, I never heard about leprechauns unless it was coming from Americans or, like... It just really bothered me when you see loads of Americans like 
dressed up like leprechauns doing their begora kind of accent and you just be like yeah. get the fuck out of here like go away cultural appropriation like plastic patties or what like you know yeah, just, just go away <laughs> and then when you hear about like in america they dye their rivers green and drink green beer and you're just like stop like just were, stop were you in dublin the one time they tried to do that and it ended up horribly <laughs> No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like the late nineties or the early nineties, maybe for the millennium Paddy's Day two thousand. I'm trying to remember, but like because the Liffy is so flipping dirty, like it just looked gross. Oh God! I remember they tried to put a clock to count down the millennium into oh, the Liffy, and yes. it just and it, it stopped working. Yeah, because all the Instantly. slime and the grossness just. Yeah, and then you like couldn't see it even when it was working. Hilarious. <laughs> 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 Yeah, we uh, I like I I think that our like St. Patrick's Day festival is perfectly fine. It's like there's a bunch of mockness like paper mache heads and people twirling and dancing. Um, and then they they put up a mini Funderland down in the Keys. So that's yeah. that. Yeah, that's that. That's all you need. You don't need to be drinking any dodgy Green coloured beer. Like just seriously, perhaps stick with like a McDonald's shamrock shake. That will do you fine. Like, yeah, if you like have a regular Guinness. I mean, if you're outside of Ireland, it's going to be a shit Guinness. Yeah, but it's still a Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> go to any more trouble um <laughs> so then the americans took the appropriation of the leprechaun even further by developing a horror film based on the legend <laughs> so let's start with our films let's start with the first leprechaun film would you like to introduce it and give us a brief synopsis if possible if possible yeah. all right so the first leprechaun film came out in two nope 1993 i was like 2000 and nope <laughs> <laughs> uh, it came out in 1993 it was written and directed by mark jones and starred warwick davis as the titular leprechaun mm. um it also starred jennifer aniston in one of her earliest roles as tori redding uh, and a bunch of other people as a variety of uh, friends and <laughs> friends and uh, fodder yeah. for killing. Including um, the guy that played John Wayne Gacy in the film. They what? So, you know, the guy that is Ozzy. Oh, in Ozzy, the yes. He yeah. plays John Wayne Gacy in the Gacy uh, Yes, film. Mark Halton. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of disturbed me off from the bat. <laughs> like, oh. yeah. <laughs> uh, so the basics of the story is so Jennifer Aniston's Valley Girl has been brought to the middle of back arse end of nowhere by uh, her dad uh, with a house you see a little there's a little prologue um, with uh, Dan O'Grady and his house in, in North Dakota because uh, he had stolen the leprechaun's gold but then he traps the leprechaun um, and then they lock him up in an asylum because they think he's gone crazy because he was talking about leprechauns <laughs> he drops a leprechaun with a four-leaf clover not a shamrock just fyi yeah <laughs> uh and that that is uh the, that prologue is the instance of the only two actual irish people in the entire film um yeah. dan o'grady is played by uh shay duffin and mrs o'grady is played by pamela munt both of whom are actual irish actors Please. everyone else is either from america or wales because I thought their accents were terrible and I was like, oh, here we go, Americans. But like, no, do you ever feel that like Irish actors are made to put on a worse Irish accent so Americans understand them? Because there's that actor that's in like Criminal Minds, he's in Sons of Anarchy. And when I first came across him, I was like, he has the worst Irish accent I've ever heard. It's so bad. And then I looked and he's from Kerry and I was like, <laughs> maybe he's just trying to sound not from Kerry. Which Maybe, yeah, I imagine it's quite difficult. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think their accents were bad. I thought they were definitely over eggs. Mm. Like I could definitely hear that they were actual Irish people. 
Okay. It was just because there's some things that like use particularly with like lower budget stuff that people don't get right at all. But mm. God knows we've got enough bad Irish accents in the world to go around. Um, <laughs> wild, wild mountain time. Oh, wow. I, I see you. <laughs> anyway. So uh, anyway, so he's trapped the leprechaun in the basement of the house. Jennifer Aniston moves in. She's going to fuck off. But then she sees a sexy boy played by a terrible actor. Um, and she decides to stick around. Uh, they unleash the leprechaun and he wants his gold. Give me my gold. <laughs> uh, and Warwick Davis runs around trying to kill people in various gory ways until they once again trap him by or kill him sort of, by uh, slingshotting a four-leaf clover down his throat, with mates, which makes him melt and then explode. Oh. The end. I, uh, I just, I mean, I was expecting it to be bad. Like, there's that um, scene in Wayne's World where he's trying to freak out Garth, and he's like, I yeah. the leprechaun. So, like, of course, I kind of knew a little bit that it was going to be awful, but I just didn't expect it to be because they were originally going to go with like a straight up horror film with yes, this. and then as you said, it was Warwick Davis was like, no, I want to play it comedically. Um, and you know what I'm like with like comedy horrors, I can be mm. quite like, oh, I don't really like them. But you are a fan of comedy horrors, and this I just am. wasn't picking your boxes. Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't very funny mostly. <laughs> it's a big problem with a comedy horror when it's not very funny. Um, I have to say that it was no look. It was truly awful. Do not get me wrong. It did kind of bring me around by the end of it. Okay. For some reason, I was like, I actually don't hate this anymore. And not that, like, I don't want to say it was good or anything. There was a few decent jokes, like yeah. two or three, maybe tops. And I felt that it actually really showed how good of an actress Jennifer Aniston was, <laughs> that she managed to, like, just hold her own through all of that stupid, stupid, stuff like she has a really good sense of comic timing and like the few times where she got to like actually do anything with that it was yeah you could do like even you know in a terrible surround she was a, a small little bead of shining light <laughs> but yeah like the 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 jokes were like there's a lot of um wordplay in regards to like limericks and stuff yeah which I'm not I was like I get it but ugh. yeah it just got old real fast Oh god, yeah. And then like the constant referral to Lucky Charms. I was just like, stop. Yeah, well, apparently there is like a there's a box in it that they weren't they see the reason that there's loads of um uh referrals to Lucky Charms, <laughs> including the line fuck you, Lucky Charms, is because <laughs> they were going to have Lucky Charms in it. There was like a, there's a cereal box that's clearly a yeah. not like a knockoff Lucky Charms. Um, and then look, then the company, whoever it was, like Kellogg's or Unilever or whatever, yeah. um, found out what the movie was and they withdrew their permission okay. to use it. So that's actually why that's there. <laughs> it's not that they just had literally nothing else to reference. Yeah. Oh, no way. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, apparently Jennifer Aniston is quite like, she likes to ignore this film. She's very much like, oh, she actively do doesn't that. exist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that. Own up to your schlocky horror roots. Like, that's cool. I mean, how many actors have begun in horror, like schlocky horror, and then gone on, like Kevin Bacon and Johnny Depp? And, oh, God, so you know. many. Yeah, so, like, own it. It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm like, every actor has, like, some major duds in their fucking 
in their in their catalog and it's like would you prefer to have like some of the shit like romances that you've done over the years or would you prefer this like cult favorite yes it's stupid yes it's bad but you were young you did what you had to do like it's fun (laughs) exactly um so how did you feel about some of the misinformation in the film so obviously they shoot a four-leaf clover in him (laughs) and it's like that's not a thing like if it's from ireland it's a shamrock which is three leaves yes not four um like our symbol is like it's what the Taoiseach gives to the American president every year (laughs) like a literal bowl of shamrocks so how did you feel were you just kind of like oh like it's just really annoying yeah yeah it was like just the four-leaf clover clover thing like we've heard it before and it's not like four-leaf clovers don't exist yeah um and the reason I think they're known as being lucky is because they're relatively rare it's like the shamrocks Mm. are more are more common but yeah just whatever <laughs> like, eh, eh. so would you recommend the first leprechaun movie for horror fans i mean i think it depends on your tolerance for that kind of film and it also depends on like if you are, are like sort of a horror completionist and you want to see some of these cult yeah. franchises like it's tolerable like I, i'm not gonna lie i was playing my switch at the same time I was playing like Lego Star Wars and watching these movies. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was on my phone at the same time. Um, yeah, like they're really not. I, I think I, I left the room for a good chunk of one of them and I came back and I was like, I still know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd be the same. If you're if you're curious, then yeah, sure. Like even the gore is not like when they're like it's described as a slasher, essentially. Yeah. And I went into it thinking, oh, it's going to be, you know, apparently they decided to dial up the gore at one point. Yeah. Um, but I, don't, I just couldn't see how. I was just like, no, oh. I definitely, I think, well, I mean, Leprechaun 2 is definitely gorier. Yeah. I think. Um, but yeah, no, I like, I was, it wasn't that gory, I thought. And it was fine. Like some of the special effects stuff, considering it was so low budget, I thought was well done. Yeah. I thought like, to be fair, like the leprechaun creature design, I think is kind of cool. Like his face and stuff looks great. Yeah. Um, and his lovely ringlet hair. Um, <laughs> I, I, the one thing I do think is genuinely hilarious. And I liked the fact that they continued it through all of the films is that uh, he's obsessed with shoes. <laughs> And like any time, like if he sees shoes like out of order or they get mm. like, he'll like actively stop and like clean and tidy. <laughs> and I was like, how did no one realize that to solve this fucker, you just needed to wreck a shoe shop? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just like, go off and do whatever you need to do. <laughs> um, so this uh, had a sequel because it was quite, it, it did gross quite a bit considering yeah. it's low budget. Yeah. So they decided to another one um leprechaun 2 which is also known as one wedding and lots of funerals um, <laughs> i did not know that <laughs> that's the best joke in the movie um so this is it was released in 1994 um directed by rodman flender and again it centers on the leprechaun played by warwick davis and this time he is hunting for a bride so we see him it opens um he is celebrating his 1000th birthday on saint patrick's day in ireland and he tells um he's got a slave called william o'day yeah um again that, uh, tips tips for the one irish person in the movie yeah um and he wants a bride and he um has actually f- wants O'Day's daughter um 
And there's this whole thing that if she sneezes three times without anybody saying, God bless you, the leprechaun can make her his bride. Um, But O'Day says, God bless you on her third sneeze. And thus the leprechaun has to go away for another a thousand years until he celebrates his 2000th birthday on St. Patrick's Day. And this time he is in California. Indeed. Through no particular ex- um, explanation. No. He's just, oh, no, actually, they do kind of explain because the tree oh, that he's living yes. in has because was, he's the genius of Killarney. <laughs> it was gifted to Harry Houdini, who planted it outside of his house. Yeah, by the people of Killarney, and that's where he lives. Now, here's a question for you. Does this movie or anything about it have literally anything to do with the previous movie other than the presence mm. of a leprechaun? Absolutely not. It is not a sequel. It is just a it's a redo. Because at the end of the first film, he's trapped in a well. Yeah. So and unless, nothing. yeah, unless we've got a different leprechaun. Well, this is my theory, actually, is that it's in, like, even though he's credited as the same leprechaun every time, they're actually all different leprechauns. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. Um, so he appears and he finds O'Day's uh, descendant, and again decides that will be his bride and then her boyfriend has to try and stop him mm-hmm. um i actually noped out i think <laughs> about did. halfway through i was like i know what's going to happen and i'm good i'm good yeah that's, I that's imagine understandable it. um i did watch the entire thing because i'm a good podcast guest you um uh, yeah again playing nintendo at the same time so it helps um I actually thought as a movie, it like as a piece of work as a whole, it was a lot better than yeah. the first one. I thought the gore was better. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> the one terrible thing was so the the the, the actress that plays Bridget, his uh-huh. bride to be, uh, her name is uh, Siobhan Durkin, spelled S H E V O N N E, and she's fucking terrible. <laughs> like everyone else is like passable and yeah. clearly like you know the man playing the drunk uncle's clearly having a great time Warwick Davis is doing his thing the boyfriend's like whatever you know floppy haired 90s mm-hmm. boy again passable job he's doing grand she is all like I think she had a good horror movie scream and that was it she did this thing as well where like when she was trying to be emotional or sincere she'd like widen her eyes in a really alarming fashion and we were like, whoa, that is that was the scariest thing about the <laughs> film. <laughs> it's like her voice never changed in tone. Yeah. It didn't matter whether she was trying to stab someone in the head. Uh, she was pleading for her life. <laughs> she was telling her boyfriend she loved him. None of it. I just couldn't get over the fact that like, you know, the poor lad, his parents had died and he had to like make all this money and he had to go to work. And she was pissed at him for having to work and not going go-karting and then decided that she she was going to flirt with this other guy. It was just like, get lost. Like, (laughs) seriously, he deserved better. Yeah, definitely. Justice for Cody. (laughs) Um, But also you kind of missed the like unintentionally most hilarious bit of the entire film. Oh no. So um, in the latter half, right? So the leprechaun has killed. Did you see the bit where the guy she was flirting with got killed? Yes. So yeah, he gets his that face was intense. Off. That was intense. I was like, oh my god, are we really going to see this? No, they, they they do it in silhouette, but you get a lot of things splatter. Yeah. Um. So they 
assume that Cody has killed him because right. yeah. he was flirting with his missus. Um, and then, so how far did you get? I got up to the point where he goes into the bar. Um, oh, and they're having a drinking competition. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, the police think that he, this guy's a serial killer, basically, at this point. Like, he's a madman. Because um, they also find, uh, like, Morty, the uncle, does die. Mm-hmm. Uh, the leprechaun puts a pot of gold in his stomach. <laughs> and then rips it out. Because <laughs> he has, because wi- he, he's a greedy fuck. Yeah. Established yeah. earlier in the movie. He, uh, he um, locks, he, they trap the leprechaun. He's like, you have to give me three wishes. And Cody's like, no, this is a mistake. <laughs> and obviously it is. Um, so anyway, so that happens and they find him and they're like, this child's a serial killer. He's crazy. Uh, they go, she goes and res- rescues Bridget from his weird underground lair. Fine. They blow up the leprechaun. He explodes, which was clearly a one and done take because I saw like rib cage and all stuff. It looked good, but there was no <laughs> way they had more than one dummy to blow up. Yeah. Um, and then literally they walk off hand in hand into the sunset. I'm like, you have an FBI team on your ass. There is no way you don't have multiple law enforcement agencies yeah. looking for you. And you're just like, la, 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 everything's fine now. We'll tell them about the leprechaun. Yeah, that's what I wondered about the first one as well, when they kind of ended it. I was like, how do you explain this? I know. There's like so many people. Well, there, not that many people died in the first one. Actually. No, a lot of people were injured. <laughs> a lot of people were injured. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the second one, like the body count's relatively high, as far as I remember. Yeah. Um, so would you would you recommend this? <laughs> I mean, no. I th- as I said, I think like as a piece of filmmaking, it is a stronger like film. It's it yeah. holds together better, and it's the writing is a bit more um, cohesive. Yeah. But it's got yeah. one of the worst leading ladies I've ever seen in my life, and it's still a <laughs> leprechaun movie. So no. <laughs> Again, if you're a completist, like I almost feel I've watched enough of them now that I'm going to have to watch the rest of them. Oh no! Don't do that to yourself. I don't know the trailer for Leprechaun in Space, Leprechaun Four, Leprechaun in Space. Yeah. It looks wild. I it did actually. Weird. I read the plot line to Leprechaun in Space, and I was just like, "Nah, I can't, <laughs> can't do it." Um, no. Um. So then that Leprechaun Three was then released the year after, yeah. but it was uh, it was the first installment that went direct to video. But it became the highest grossing director video film of 1995. So that's really saying something. That is Um, saying something. Yes. It's basically just the leprechaun in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Sure. I feel like that's, yeah, because I feel like they get progressively raunchier as well. Yes. I imagine lots of boobs in this. Yeah, definitely more tits. Yeah. Um, Well, there was 100% more tits in Leprechaun 2. And so I can only imagine it goes on from there as you go, go down the series. Yeah. Um, and then, as you said, that went on to Leprechaun 4 in space in 1997, um, which just sounds wild. There is uh, space princesses, mm-hmm. uh, alien princesses, space marines, cyborgs, um, and a grotesque monster called Mittenspider. Yeah. I mean, I would encourage everyone to watch the trailer, if nothing else, because it's only like two minutes long. And it looks, it honestly makes it look like a really funny movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it probably won't be it probably isn't but it looks brilliant <laughs> yes um and then three years later in 2000 there was Leprechaun 5 Leprechaun in the Hood um 
And was it was it in Da or The Hood? T H A. The first one was in The Hood, so T H E, uh-huh. and then the sequel to that was Back to The Hood. Mm, nice and racist. Yes. So I didn't watch these because I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, can you say problematic? <laughs> I can imagine because mm. if it's problematic to Irish people, <laughs> I can only imagine what it's like to the hood in Ooh. air quotes. Yeah. Um, you can only imagine. Yeah. But I did continue to watch. I, I then went on, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to miss all of those middle ones. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to watch Leprechaun Origins, which it is outside of the actual series because it was done by WWE. Yes, indeed. So it's not actually part of the series, which no. makes me wonder why it's even on. Like when you look at the Wikipedia list, it's, yeah. it's on there. And I was like, why is it even there? Yeah, yeah, it was done by WWE. Uh, I haven't seen this. You have. Uh, it stars. Yeah. I can't remember his real name, but he is Hornswoggle. Is his wrestler's name? Yeah. Dylan Postel. Dylan Postel. So mm. he is American. He's not Irish because there is another one. There's another guy who also has dwarfism in a WWE who I think is actually okay. Irish. Okay, but I'm, I could also be making that up. So okay, don't come for me, Anto. Um, <laughs> please do not at me (laughs) so this is a reboot of leprechaun and um it is a little bit more of a traditional horror Mm -hmm. than the more comedic ones so it follows typically two couples who are backpacking in ireland they're american of course um and they are driven at it's awful they are, <laughs> they are uh, allowed to stay in this cabin by a local man and his son, but it turns out that they are being offered as a sacrifice to the leprechaun or, as they terribly, terribly pronounce, the Tuaha de Danum. Which doesn't even mean leprechaun. No, it really doesn't. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, Tuaha de Danum are godlike creatures that were like, very tall uh like i said very godlike and not small uh yeah they were um kings and queens who were worshipped as gods and goddesses and they came from tiernanog which was a land of everlasting youth which has kind of helped you know it always helps when you want to be worshipped as a deity exactly um and it's really strange because they've got like hornswoggle playing this leprechaun but it's really like you don't really see it all that well and it's really like it's more like a creature from the descent yeah so i just didn't really get the point if you know what i mean i was kind of like what i don't know i don't know i'm not gonna like comment on that but i was just really confused about their portrayal of the leprechaun yeah i don't really I suppose because I haven't seen it, I saw the trailer and so I did kind of get that vibe. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't really understand it either. Like, I think if you, like, I mean, to be fair to the original Leprechaun movies, at least they did play with the idea of folklore yeah. and stuff like that. And, you know, there are some bits that are correct in there. There are also mm-hmm. some bits that are ridiculous and that's to be expected to a point. But yeah. at least, you know, it's like the 
the kind of the wee folk, the fae folk or whatever are mm. definitely like a thing. They were cobblers. Yeah. <laughs> that was a that was definitely a thing. They did grant wishes and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, at least that kind of played with it. But to just have it be a generic sort of creepy monster doesn't yeah. really make sense to me. Yes. I and like throughout the movie, there's a lot of appropriation of Irish terms, mm-hmm. but they're being used in a bit like the wrong way. Yeah, And it just, I'm going to actually ask you about appropriation a bit later on, but it just, it's something that really bothered me because I was just like, like these aren't Irish people and they're trying to speak Irish and attribute Irish words to things that don't mean that. Yeah, And you're just like, it's really annoying. Um, So yes, so then I went on and watched um, the most recent one, Mm. which is Leprechaun returns yes yes it's like leprechaun resurrection no (laughs) Um, (laughs) and again I got about halfway through and I just had to turn it off yeah it was pretty shite I was cleaning while watching this so yeah (laughs) it was something to listen to um yeah it was pretty awful not gonna lie um do you want to give a a brief synopsis yeah so Unlike the other sequels, uh, this one actually does pick up after the events of the first Leprechaun movie and assumes that basically Leprechauns 2 through Back to the Hood didn't happen. Um, So a young woman is going to her sorority house, which is out in the middle of nowhere because they want to do an eco-friendly, off-the-grid, sustainable vibe. Happens to be the house that uh, was that was bought for Jennifer Aniston in the first film. And she happens to be Jennifer Aniston's character's daughter, who, who was helpfully killed off off screen a year earlier. Um, and so the uh, other person who returns is Ozzy, who, uh, as we mentioned before, is played by Mark Halton. So he comes back. He is also killed relatively early on. Um, so I can't remember how exactly they managed to reawaken the leprechaun, but he, he is reformed yeah um in the belly in the belly of ozzy and comes bursting out like a sort of nightmarish alien style gut buster um uh the leprechaun in question so this is with the exception of the leprechaun origins this is the only film where the leprechaun is not played by warwick davis so it's played by lyndon porco Mm -hmm. um and so and then yes the uh (laughs) subsequent plot is as you would imagine uh the leprechaun wants his gold, which is pretty much the plot of everything. Um, what does he want? He wants his gold. How's he going to get it? Going to kill people. Um, they also kind of expand on the lore slightly because he says multiple times that killing people gives him power, um, which is quite amusing. Better gore in this one, yes. I think. Definitely better gore in this one. Um, the sorority girls are very annoying. That was my biggest problem. I was like, oh, I just want you to die. All of them. <laughs> and like even the ones that weren't like inherently terrible, they were fucking terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the boys were terrible as well. All of them were terrible. Um, you're just like, absolutely, yes, please kill them, Leprechaun. Yeah. Kill them now. Yeah. Kill, kill them more. It was just like this fake wokeness. Yeah. It just it it bothered me a lot. And I was just like, are these meant to be caricatures of people or I just I couldn't get my head around it and that's it why it just was clearly written by someone it was written by someone called Suzanne Kylie I don't know who she is I am making a huge assumption here okay. I feel like it was written by someone 
who thinks that any of those attitudes are stupid and should be viewed as such. Like, yeah. that's what it felt like to me. It's like, not that they were even intentional characters. She's like, people who put up solar panels are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm actually looking at up her now. See, she's also written the most recent Slumber Party Massacre. Oh, interesting. Um, which I haven't seen yet. So that would be very interesting. She's also done a lot of writing on Ash versus Evil Dead. I do enjoy that. Um, so yeah, it, it'll be interesting to watch Slumber Party Massacre and see, mm. obviously, because that's female base, yeah, young female base. So it'll be interesting to see. I've heard quite a lot of good things about it. Okay, well, I mean, maybe I'm giving her a hard rap then. Maybe, you know, yeah. she came in to kind of polish off a, what was essentially a turd and got the credit for it, unfortunately. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, or maybe she's very proud of it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's very hard to tell. Um, yes. Yeah, no, the script was not good. The performances weren't even entertaining, mm. which I think at least with some of the others, you had some entertaining performances within. Yeah. Um, within that, I think uh, Lyndon Porco does a pretty good job as the leprechaun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he steps into uh, uh, Warwick Davis's gold buckled shoes quite quite well. Like he's, he, you know, he's got a good, yeah, like little kind of menacing quality about him. I shouldn't have said mm-hmm. little. That's terrible. Um, <laughs> so he's trying to kind of de- like describe because he kind of scuttles around a lot, yeah, in in quite a cool way. So that's it, it, he's got like a really good physicality about that performance. But yeah. beyond that, it's just boring. Yes, it. It didn't lean it like again, like the comedy of the previous films is up for question, but at least it tried they tried. Whereas this one didn't even try to be funny, I don't feel. Like there was a couple of a couple of stupid jokes from the leprechaun and a few limericks and stuff, but other than that, it was just very boring. Yeah, I laughed it's, once. It's very forgettable. Um very I think the only time I kind of smirked was when he bursts out of Ozzy's belly. Um, yeah, that was pretty much the only time where I was like, uh-huh. yeah, no, I laughed when I laughed once and it was when he runs over the postman's head when it was stuck in the mailbox and then sticks a fragile sticker. on it. That's funny. That's funny shit. Um, so we wouldn't recommend this movie then. No, God, no. Um, no, I think you're going to subject yourself to this nonsense. Like do the fun, schlocky, stupid stuff yeah. in the 90s. Like don't bother with people trying to like impose some sort of modern day morals and ethics on top of it because they are very much of their time. Yes. And I think they should stay there. Okay, so what I'm going to ask you next is about cultural appropriation Mm. of Irish culture, Irish language, um, Irish folklore by typically American people. Like, let's be honest. Uh, so British people how do you feel about it most of the time I do feel okay about it because it's I think it is less appropriation in it's kind of in the way that we would talk about that these days and then sort of the non-academic sense yeah and more it is Irish culture that was brought over generations ago and has sort of mutated since then mm-hmm. I was talking to someone in the States recently and they were like, oh, we're going to have like uh, ham and cabbage or whatever. And I was like, we don't have that over here. Yeah. 
well it's certainly not never eaten in my family we have coddle which is an approximation of that it would be certainly similar but not in the way that americans would eat it and i think it's that thing of you know irish people went over and they took stuff with them and it has uh, you know it's been diluted and changed because you know they're in another country and people have picked up on certain kinds certain aspects of the culture that they liked like leprechauns and sort of focused on those and made them into what they want so for the most part no it doesn't bother me I think the Irish language thing is different Mm -hmm. um the Irish language is obviously an endangered language um because it's taught terribly in this country mostly um and I think if you're going to feature it, even as a non-Irish filmmaker, that's absolutely fine. But do your fucking homework. It's not that hard. Like, it really isn't, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're going to use the language, then use the language. Yeah. Otherwise, don't. Yeah. I mean, I would kind of be the same about you. The only thing that bothers me is when, like you said, the language or the folklore is appropriated. But yet, these same people wouldn't know Ireland's history mm. and what it's gone through with the British colonialism and like the utter decimation of our language, of our beliefs and traditions. Even, I mean, we cel- we celebrate St. Patrick's Day, but that was a Welsh person being sent over by the British mm. to convert us from our indigenous beliefs and yes. languages. So it 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 can be a bit difficult when people are like, "Way St. Patty's Day, leprechauns," and you're oh. just like, oh. "Patty, not Patty." <laughs> Woof. I actually I saw a really good explanation um, for why it's Paddy's, and it's because it comes from the Irish word, yeah, which is spelled P A. Well, generally it's spelled P A D R A. IG. So Paddy is the shorter version for Park, not Patty, which is the shorter version for Patrick, which is the anglicized version. And I wouldn't even, I've never met a Patrick called Patty. Pat, yes, yeah. I've made, met Patricia's called Patty. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, yeah, it, that really like rubs me the right. And I am that absolute asshole. Like, usually I say, do not, like, don't be a pedant online, but I will yeah. be the person who's like, it's Paddy's, not Patty's, just FYI. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid it's so stupid it's such an unnecessary thing it's like I also like genuinely believe like you know all of this stuff aside I also genuinely believe that if people enjoy something and it's not hurting anyone then let them at it yeah assuming it's not like making gajillions for like some sort of super evil comp- corporation obviously mm-hmm. but so there's you know there's a bit of me that's just like ah, really shouldn't like shouldn't worry about these things but it does great on the ear when mm. you hear as you say, particularly Americans talking about it. Well, actually, it almost bothers me more when the British do it. Because yeah. they should know fucking better. Yeah. <laughs> the Brits. At it again. Always at it again. They're yeah. always at it. Um, <laughs> and I hated it when I, I remember I was over in Canada and someone offered me a shot called an Irish car bomb. Oh. And I was like, that is genuinely offensive. Yeah. Please go away. Yeah up with the Irish car bombs yeah I, I got that as well when I was in New York people were like let's have an Irish car bomb and I was like oh yeah I kill people no thank you people. no thanks yeah. um I do think there is like there is a huge disconnect between how other people view Ireland yeah. and we view ourselves so I mean particularly 
in the states, the states in the UK are, I think, are, are, are really good examples because one has a huge diaspora population mm-hmm. and one is so close to us that they often just forget that we're not them. Yeah. So <laughs> like within the states, like they kind of have romanticized pretty much everything about Ireland, including yes. stuff like the IRA, yeah. which, you know, maybe back in the 40s, but certainly not now. And yeah, and then in the UK, they like forget that we're a completely different culture half the time. Well, the English do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and welcome to our TED talk. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One more thing. Okay. One more thing I'm going to ask you, and it kind of goes and connects back to perhaps how our most recent generation feel about our Irish roots is there seems Mm. to be a very big boom in Irish horror and particularly Irish folk horror. Um, Why do you think that is? I think the last sort of 20 and 30 years, we have really started to to grapple with our past as an, as a country Mm -hmm. um, and as a society. And a lot of it is coming from the trauma of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we are looking at, you know, the the terrible abuses of the church, the laundries, um, like you know, huge like cover well cover ups of um, like children dying, children being uh, sent over to the US to be adopted without their parents or their mother's consent, um, women being locked away for years and years and years for essentially nothing, um, and I think that you've got a whole generation now who have because that kind of really started coming to the fore in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And then it it gradually picked up steam, even though everyone kind of knew. And yeah. so you have an entire generation who were told one thing by their parents because that's what they were taught by their parents. And the church had such a strict rule over everyone. Like you just there was very little room to be able to disagree, even yeah. if you did in your heart. Um, and suddenly kind of all of that has come out into the open so people are trying to process that and I think uh leaning into our folk tales and our mythology pre-Catholicism is something that lends a lot of people a sense of identity and, and an Irish identity without because mm-hmm. let's face it the Irish identity is unfortunately very entwined with Catholicism like we yeah. cannot we can we can't deny it yeah. whether we like it or not so I think that helps and then they're also using horror to process that trauma and explore how it feels um, yeah, and yeah. it's made us feel as a society because obviously <sighs> putting the real horrors up there is a lot harder to stomach than a monster or whatever yeah exactly um very well put um so thank you so much for putting yourself through watching <laughs> the leprechaun series for me i was delighted to do i will always watch the terrible movies for you you know i will <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I will. I, I may even check out one or two of the others for my sins. So uh, I'll let you know how I get on. <laughs> I will not be. <laughs> that, is, that is understandable. So that was my chat there with Miss Ruby Noir about the Leprechaun franchise, uh, beginning off with 1992's initial release. Uh, Leprechaun starring Warwick Davis as the titular psychotic character. Um, like I usually ask, what what do you think of the Leprechaun series? But I kind of, I kind of like know what people. I mean, is there is there fans out there of this comedy horror series? Please step forth. Let your identity be known. 
Um, I would love to know if there is anybody out there who enjoys the Leprechaun movie franchise. Um, do let us know on our social media. That is at What A Scream Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, as well as at What Underscore Scream um, on Twitter which is also the place where you can kind of keep up with my writing as well for a ghouls magazine, moving pictures, film club, um, as well as a whole host of other websites that I write for. Um, I hope everyone is doing okay. I have the last episode of Irish month coming up. Um, and I will be chatting to an Irish filmmaker, so that would be very interesting. And our topic, although not Irish-centric, it still counts, okay? So our topic is poltergeists. Um, so yes, that is next week's episode. Please tune in. Um, don't forget to uh, review and rate on whatever streaming uh, platform you are listening to me on. That is always really amazing and I am extremely grateful for everyone who does that. Um, as ever, stay horrific. Goodbye.